Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome, welcome to New Covenant Worship Center. We are live here in the building, amen, for this last Sunday in the month of September, the last Sunday in this third quarter, amen, of the year of 2021. God has graced us to see nine months of this year, and we're just grateful and, and thankful unto God for keeping us, watching over us, keeping us healthy, keeping us protected from hurt, harm, and danger. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful and excited about the goodness of the Lord, amen. Listen, it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. We welcome you all on Facebook, on YouTube, God. We just ask you that you begin to share this, like, comment, whatever is necessary for to get the word out to your family and friends. Begin to share because I'm telling you, you're in for an awesome treat on this morning. We got our praise and worship team, the sound they're going to go for. We're going to open in prayer and then we're going to have the word of God. I'm telling you, God is amazing in this place. So come on, those of you all who are in the building, come on, let's stand on our feet, amen. Let's begin to offer up a hand praise unto the Lord for his goodness, for his kindness. Those of you all who are watching virtually, come on, lift up your hands. Make some noise in your living room, in your bedroom. Let your neighbors know that you're in church this morning. Make some noise for the glory of God. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, God, to give you all the thanks, God. We come to give you all the praise this morning, God. We come to bless and magnify your holy name on today, Father God. And what we come to tell you, thank you, Father God. Thank you for your love today, God. Thank you for your grace toward us, Father God. Thank you for your compassion toward us on today today father god and we just come to lift you up on today father god we come to magnify your name on today father god look we thank you for your grace today father god thank you for your mercy and your love on today father god and we just ask that you will come into this place on today god fill this place with your power god fill this place with your glory on today father god allow your anointing to move and flow like never before father god look we need a touch from you on today god we need your wisdom father god we need your guidance on today father god we need your strength on today father god that lord you will fill us up like never before father god release your power on today father god that lord we're going to see supernatural signs and wonders god we're going to see created miracles on today father god we release the power of your anointing god that yokes are being destroyed god burdens are being lifted right now in the name of jesus god and lord we speak life on this morning god we speak life lord to every dry every dead situation situation on today father god that your holy spirit god is coming alive in us like never before father god we decree peace on today father god we decree your love on today father god that lord your healing anointing god is flowing in this place on today god we cancel the assignment of sickness on this morning god we come up against god terminal illnesses on today god we come up against disease on today father god lord every problem god that's associated with coronavirus god we begin to rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus God. It has no power. It has no authority over the born again believer on today Father God. And we just lose healing on today Father God. We release that healing power God. For you said in your word that by your stripes we are healed on today Father God. And we believe your word God. We stand on your promises on today Father God. That no sickness, no illness, no plague God shall come nigh our dwelling Father God. And we just lose the love of God in this place God. And Lord we will lift you up in this place God we will exalt you and magnify your name Father God for it's all about you on today God it's not about us on today God we bless and magnify your holy name on today, Father God. For you are worthy of the praise, God. You are worthy of the honor, God. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy to be magnified. I need some people that really love Jesus to lift up his name in this place, God. For his name is greatly to be praised. His name is greatly to be magnified. 
up, Father God. I come to give you what is due your name on today, God. For your goodness towards us, God. For your kindness towards us, Father God. For your mercy towards us, Father God. That, Lord, you saved us, God. You protected us, God. From danger seen and unseen, Father God. Thank you for providing for us, God. Thank you for putting food on our table, God. Thank you for keeping a roof over our heads, God. Thank you for keeping us covered in the blood of Jesus, Father. Lord, we love you today, God. We magnify you, God. And we make you large in this place, God. Move by your power today, God. We expect created miracles, God. We expect signs and wonders, God. But you said signs and wonders shall follow those that believe, God. And we're a body of believers in this place. Standing in agreement, God. But you said what well, two or three are touching and agreeing on anything, God. That it shall be accomplished, God. And we believe your word, God. Do it for your glory, Jesus. We lift you up in this place, God. Oh, I need some radical people this morning to join in to praise with me. As the sound begins to come, I need some grateful-hearted people to bless the name of the Lord. I need some people that really love God, that really know Him as your Savior, know Him as your Lord, to begin to lift Him up, for He is worthy to be praised. Oh, we magnify you, Jesus. We magnify you, Jesus. Oh, we come to lift you up. We come to lift you up, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Have your way, have your way, have your way, Jesus. Oh, you better lift him up in this place. You better call on him this morning.
great God. Father, we're asking you to fill us this morning. Some of us may have came in on empty, but God, we're trusting that you will fill us up this morning, that our cup will overflow, that we will have more than enough, oh God. More than enough, oh God. Father, we thank you that you are a great God and that you are King Jesus and you reign forevermore, God. Forevermore, oh God. Forevermore, oh God. You yet reign, oh God. There's no God above him, hallelujah, but he is the true and living God. And so, Father, we are grateful this morning. Hallelujah. We bless you and we love you, Jesus.
I'm trying to let this thing go. in a minute we're gonna sing a little bit of this before we bring up the apostle to minister the word hallelujah don't lose your worship just because it shifted come on you gotta be ready to shift when god moves you gotta be able to move when he moves i don't what what as the songwriter said god whatever you're doing in this season don't do it without me so if it's time to shift god i want to shift with you hallelujah he's the same god he's the same god hallelujah we still worshiping him. We still worshiping him. Don't lose your worship. I heard Pastor Jerome Glenn say there's only two times that you should praise the Lord. When you feel like it and when you don't. Oh, I grab a hold of that. When I feel like it and when I don't feel like it, that's a good time to praise the Lord. Can we sing this together, Lord? You made a way. Here we go. You made a way. Can y'all sing that with us? Lord, you made a way. Sing it again. You made a way. When my back was against the wall. When my back Against the wall. When my back was against the wall. 
How many know he made a way? set the atmosphere and we know and believe that God made a way for us in spite of our wrong in spite of our not doing our best in spite of our shortcomings in spite of all the madness and the chaos around us God still made a way he made a way for us to get here this morning he made a way to wake us up this morning he made a way to put our activity in our limbs that we walked in here in our own strength oh but the grace of god the, the mercy of god the loving kindness of god he made a way for us i need you to know that it wasn't you it was all him hey, he made a way for us my God, my God. Hey, hey. Come on and give the Lord a hand, praise. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to New Covenant Worship Center again. Amen. We appreciate you all being in the building on this morning. You look amazing. Welcome those online on Virtual Church, amen. We thank you all for tuning in this morning. Continue to share this, continue to share this, like, comment, and let the word of the Lord be spread abroad. We're going to move forward in the service, amen. Allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in this place. I'm excited about the word on today. Thank God for his grace and his mercy. We're going to prepare, we're going to take our tithes and offering this morning. We're going to prepare to give, amen. Many know that giving is a blessing. Amen. It's better to give than to receive. Amen. The Bible says when we give, it shall be given back to us, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into our bosom. Amen. So we appreciate every giver, amen, that gives to the support of New Covenant Worship Center. We do not take it lightly, amen. We appreciate every seed that's sown into this ministry that we can continue to do the work that God has called us to do. And we expect miracles off of our seed, amen. So whatever you sow, expect a harvest, amen. We're teaching in this series, seed, time, and harvest, amen. So as you sow, believe with expectation that, Lord, I am going to reap what I sow, amen. 
So those of you all who need envelopes in the building, just raise your hand. If you need an envelope, raise your hand. Amen. Brother Terrence will take care of you. Those of you all who are watching online, you can go to our website, www.newcovncwc.com, and you can click the Give tab, and you can give online. Uh, you can We're giving towards our tithes and our offering and toward Outreach 2021. We're going to be sowing toward our nurses for our final uh, Seeds of Honor for the year. And so we're moving into this last quarter of 2021. Amen. And we're just thanking God for all that we have seen and experienced. Amen. Those of you all who do not have the Easy Tide app and you'd like to download the app, you can just search Easy Tide in your app store and you can go to New Covenant Worship Center Joliet and you can move and download the app and you can have it at your leisure at any time. You can give anytime, any place. And so your seed, it keeps a record for you automatically. It's a great app, a great tool that has truly increased our giving in this time of the pandemic. Amen. So we appreciate Easy Tide and us having the means to give online. Amen. Those of you all who do not have those means, you can also give in the United States Postal Service. Put your seed in the mail, 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60435. Brother Terrence, I think you needed one more envelope on this left side. Does someone else need the envelope on the left side? You can also text to give. That number is 815-513-6262. Or you can go to Easy Tide and download the app. You can go to the website. Those particular means to give are on your screen. Thank God for Mother Simmons being in the building this morning. Amen. All of our mothers, Mother Sutton. Amen. We miss Mother Jackie, amen. We know she's doing well. Sister Carolyn, we continue to keep her in prayer, amen. She's back home, amen. Praise God for that, amen. Give God the glory. Thank God for Mother Regina Carter, amen. Amen. She's home doing well. I spoke with her this week. I'm going to sow my seed and your tithes and offer ready on my right side please come from the rear to the front and you can sow your seed You all who are on my left side, if you have your tithes and offering your seed ready to give, proceed from the rear to the front and you can sow. Amen. Brother Nick in the building. Sister Winter, God bless you. 
Come on, Minister Suzette. Sister Elois. Sister Michelle, good to see you. Good to see the DeLilies in the building. Amen. Brother Melvin and Sister April. Amen. I don't know how many miles they done traveled. I'm telling you, but I think they done touched every center of the country. Amen. Every place around this country. I appreciate them being in the building. Amen. And being here today. Thank God for them. All right. Everybody gave the wanted to give in the building. Amen. Amen. Let's bless the offering. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the seed that was sown today, Father. We thank you for our tithes and offering, Lord. And we just ask that you bless every person that gave on today, Father God. Bless those that may not have had to give today, but you will bless them on next time, God. And we just release a 100-fold return upon every seed on today, God. We expect a harvest. We expect miracles, Father God. And we pray that you continue to use these resources, God, to build your kingdom and to do the work of the ministry for your glory and for your blessing, God. And we thank you and we praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, um, I'm excited about what God is doing. We will be in our men's prayer call on this Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Um, Thursday night is Bible study, 6.30 p.m. And we'll be back in worship on Sunday at 10 a.m. morning worship. 9 a.m. is Sunday school. Uh, intercessory prayer teams meet at 9 a.m. in the lower level also. Um, Sunday school is in the main sanctuary. Amen. Listen, you guys, if you miss, don't miss Sunday school. There's some good teaching in there and uh, good wisdom and good uh, nuggets that I shared during Sunday school. We have some great teachers uh, that are part of our Sunday school team. And we thank God for them sowing their wisdom and knowledge of the word of God. Amen. We want to welcome also to the team, Sister Barbara uh, Carson. She just joined our Sunday school team. Amen. Thank God for her. Um, at the end of service, we'll, we'll uh, those teams that will be going out to bless um, our teachers, our educators, uh, we'll get those bags in your hand at the end of service. Uh, for those of you all who are here, um, once you go out to be that blessing, make sure you uh, get a photo of them or a photo with them, however way if they agree to a picture, um, and just greet them and tell them thank you for their service and educating our students and their sacrifice throughout the pandemic. And we just want to honor them and appreciate them for their service. Amen. Is that all right? All right, let's move forward in the service. Oh, last thing. Also, um, when we're in the cafe, please make sure that we turn off those particular uh, coffee pots. A uh, coffee pot was left on last week, and thank God, God protected this place because it was on all the way until Monday when Brother Nick came in to clean. So I'm telling you, thank God for his protection. Amen. So when we use those particular items before we close out on the you know Sunday evening, whoever's down there, just make sure to take a look and make sure that it's off. Okay? Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Let's get our Bibles out this morning. We got a lot of work to do, so I'm gonna have to. You gonna have to work. Okay. So, just you gonna have to work. I, I I love Brother Joseph. He got his paper Bible. See, it's good to be paper Bible saved. Amen. Amen. I love. Come on, Brother Vincent got his paper Bible. Amen. So y'all got to do a little work. Amen. With those fingers today, all the online technical uh, people with their phones. Amen. You just gotta swipe and slide. Amen. And click and hit those buttons and you'll get there a little faster sometime than the paper bible but we all good amen and we all saved sanctified and filled with the holy ghost amen, amen. listen i'm grateful for this word uh seed time and harvest um god is really it's so much in this um message um that i believe that god is going to share with us and that he's already shown and uh sown into us by giving us understanding 
as we open up this series and, and understanding the value of the word of God and that the word of God is being planted in our hearts every time that we hear the word of God. And we have a responsibility uh, over that seed. We have a responsibility to do the things that are necessary to get our soil uh, in the proper texture in order for the seed to grow and to produce a harvest. And so we've been talking about having faith in our seed, uh, speaking over our seed, um, and, and just allowing to know the value of the seed and what the word can do in your life. And when we take a responsibility of knowing the word of God, valuing the word of God, we're going to see results. A lot of us do not see results because we're not attaching ourselves to, to value the word of God and to love the word of God like sometimes we say we do, but we don't actually uh, apply the word and obey the word as we should. Amen. And so when we get that revelation and we get to that place of understanding, we're going to increase. It's, it's no doubt about it. We're going to grow. We're going to produce uh, the harvest that God called for us to, to, to produce in the earth. And so as we go on on today, we're going to be talking about the power of love in our seed. Um, we have to have love in our heart um, in order to uh, push that seed through, in order to allow that seed to come to its full maturity. And we have to know that we have to have a loving heart. You can't sow a gift. The Bible says you have ought against your brother or sister. He said, go and uh, deal with that ought before you even give your gift. And so sometimes we have to understand that our heart posture is very important uh, to the development of our seed. And if we don't operate in the love that God has commanded for us to operate in, we'll stifle and we'll hinder uh, our harvest from coming forth. We'll stifle the growth of our seed. I don't know about you, but I want a full harvest off of everything that I plant. I don't want to plant and not receive. It's, it's frustrating to be a farmer when you go out and you know you, you've sacrificed time, you've sacrificed energy, you've plowed the field and you've laid the seed and then you come to the time of harvest and nothing has been reproduced. Nothing has come to your harvest. You're, you're not able to reap what you expected you were going to reap. And so now when you get to that place, you get frustrated and now you have to find other means and you have to begin to uh, find another way. How am I going to survive? How am I going to feed my family? How am I going to sustain my livelihood? And so we have, to, we have to be in a place to understand that love is important concerning our seed, that we have to lose the love of God over our seed. We have to have the love of God in our heart, and we have to exemplify the love that Christ has ordained and commanded for us to walk in. Now, see, that's the difficulty. Because a lot of us have surface love. A lot of us have that love that is relational. But it's about that love of God that we have to have in our heart to love like he loves. And the only way we're going to love like he loves is that we have to understand the sacrifice that he made. And see, when we understand the sacrifice that he made, we can begin to understand the value and the importance of loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. And loving the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. Because that's been a commandment that has been given to us. And we have to walk in that thing. And we're going to be able to build upon that and to be able to be strengthened. We're going to be able to grow because everything that we do is attached to the love of God. Everything that we do is attached to love. And when we see the blessing and the benefit of walking in the fullness of love, we're going to receive the blessing of the full harvest that we're expecting to receive. Is that all right? Amen. So we got a lot of ground to cover today. I'm going to do a lot of teaching today. You may not shout. You might just shout me down today, but I'm going to preach the word of God. Amen. 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 <laughs> ah. So let's let, let's let's just let's just start here before we uh, kind of get into scripture. You can go to John three sixteen. Um, you can go there for an opening, and then you can go over to uh, Matthew twenty two. You kind of make those marks, and then we'll go to First Corinthians. 
So those three, we'll give you those three off the top. John 3, 16, and then Matthew 22, and then we'll hit 1 Corinthians 13. Is that all right? We got some more after that, but we're going to see where our time is at once we hit those. Is that all right? Amen. So as we've been talking about seed time and harvest, I want to give you some of the natural illustration and understanding um, that we operate when we talk about sowing seed in the natural. Uh, how many people in here do gardening or they plant? They've ever planted a seed and planted uh, vegetables and fruits and things of that nature. So when you when you plant or you plant your flowers or you, you know, get your flowers prepared and you get the soil ready and you do the very things that are necessary for your plant and you plant the seed and you, you plant your plants and everything. Um, you give them water and you uh, expose them to sunlight and all those various things are necessary for them to grow. But how many how many know that when you're planting and you're gardening, you have to have a certain love for that in order to do it with do it effectively and efficiently because it takes patience. You cannot be impatient in order when you're planning something and you're expecting something to grow overnight. You got to have patience. You got to have a heart to care. You got to have loving, a loving spirit. So I, I love Brother Nick because, you know, he gardens a lot and he's planted a lot in his garden and, and he talks about his garden. But I, I want you, any of those who have planted and, and they, they deal with plants. How many of you have gotten to the point place when you talk to your plant and you, you know, you just, you know, tell that plant, you know, when it looks like some things are kind of uh, they struggling to, to, to come and, and they're coming. They're struggling to kind of reach their full potential. And you see some weed, some leaves withering and you see some brownness on there. And you begin to say to that those particular uh, flowers and those plants, you say you're going to live. You, you, you're going to you're going to prosper and, and you're going to begin to grow and, and you're going to overcome this. And you pull off the dead leaves and, and you do what's necessary to prune that plant in order for it to get its proper nutrients and to continue to grow. Just because something looks dead does not mean it has to die. Y'all missed that. Just because something looks dead does not mean it has to die. I've been, oh my God, Sister April can attest to this. She's a living testimony. When we, when she was going through her struggle with cancer, she looked like death. It looked like she was going to, dead it was always upon her life. It looked like that in the natural, but she did not die. She was struggling and, and fighting through and she overcame. If you don't know her story, you'll never know what she's been through until she tells you what she had to endure. And, and so when you, just because something looks dead does not mean it has to die. And so I remember my mom and she had flowers throughout the house and, and how she would begin to, uh, she had this jug. Now, now I, I, my mom's from the old school from down south. I don't know the significance. I didn't get a chance to look it, look it up if it had any significance. But she carried around an old milk bottle. And it was an old milk bottle. She had eggshells in the bottom of that milk bottle. And she would put her water in there. And that's what she would use to water her plants and her flowers around the house. Now, I don't recall and don't remember the significance of the eggshells in the bottom of the water bo bottle. What it did. What type of nutrients it brought to the flowers. I don't know. Maybe she just did this so we wouldn't drink it. I don't know <laughs> what the whole purpose was. But we knew that because this eggshell in here and this was her water bottle, this is what she used to water her plants. And I would see her watering her plants early in the morning. She would get up to tend to them because why? Love and those plants need that love. They need that time. They need that particular watering early in the morning. They need that attention early on the start of the day. And so she was diligent about this and she did this on a particular daily basis. However way she needed to plant those flowers because different flowers have different needs. And so 
when you have a loving heart, you know what flower needs more attention than the others. And so you have to be willing to share and to give and to sacrifice of yourself in order to give time and attention to those flowers because why? They know when they're feeling love. They know when they're getting attention. And when any plant or flower is neglected, you're going to see it wither. You're going to see it deteriorate. You're going to see it lose its life because why? It has not been nurtured properly. So when you're going to allow your seed to grow and prosper and reach the place of your harvest, you're going to have to spend time and to begin to release love and to have patience to have time to spend with your seed. You got to spend time speaking to it. You got to spend time when the enemy is trying to show you that it looks like things around you are dying or it looks like it's not going to make it. You got to begin to speak those things that are not as though they were and you got to begin to change your conversation. Change the words that you speak. Why? Because love will push you to the point in place to look beyond your current situation because you got to love some people beyond where they at right now. Just because they're in a dark place, just because they're in a place where you can't, it seems like they're unlovable or it's not easy to love them. You got to believe that you got to love them through that particular season. Why? Because God loved us through our nonsense. He loved us through our dark place. He loved us while we were still yet sinners. He chose us to be his children. And so this is what I want you to get to understand that if God has sacrificed so much for us, why is it so hard for us to sacrifice for him? Why is it so hard for us to give up ourselves for him? He's given up of, uh, He's given up himself for us and he didn't require anything from us. He said, all I want you to do is love me like I love you. All I want you to do is obey my commands like I've instructed for you to do. And he said, why is it so hard? Why do we become disobedient? Why do we become rebellious? Why? Because God's love is so great toward us. And when we understand the power and the magnitude of his love, we won't be so easily to a place to offend our brother. We won't be so easy to take things out on our brother or our sister. We won't be so easy to have hatred and malice and jealousy and envy. Why? Because none of those characteristics represent love. We're going to see it in the scripture today because we're going to grow in this love thing today. We're going to increase in this love thing today. Oh, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to hit you with some stuff. You're going to have to say ouch. You're going to be convicted. You're going to look mean at me. You're not going to smile as much as you smile with doing praise and worship because why? The scriptures are going to hit you because I was sitting there this morning going over these scriptures and then I turned on the apostle Mike, Michael Freeman and this word began to convict me. I said, God, I'm the, I need to be delivered. I need some help in this area. I need to grow in this area. He said, because if you really love like God loves, he said, how many times have we said, I'm done with that person because they offended you? How many times has God been done with us and we offended him? Oh my God, I'm not going to get no help in here. When that man said that, that thing hit my heart. I said, how many times have I said, I'm done with you because you hurt my feelings or you disappointed me or you frustrated me or I just got upset or some things where you're not doing the things that I wanted you to do. And now you say, I'm done with that person. And what if God chose that same posture with us? He doesn't love us based on that because we've offended God many a times when we came in and disobeyed his commands, when we came in and fell short of the glory, when we did was something that we were not supposed to do, but we did it anyway. And God still woke you up the next day because if it was left up to him in the Old Testament, God would have struck us dead that night when you were in your mess. But because the blood of Jesus and because he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Because the blood still works, he 
His grace is sufficient for me. His mercy endures to all generations. And because he loves me, he woke me up this morning after I was in my mess, after I was in my sin. He took you out the crack house. He took you out the alcohol. He took you out of bondage to lust and perversion. He delivered you from the chains of lying and being a thief and being a robber. And you want to come in and not love God? Not love your neighbor? Not be in a place to give forgiveness? And God has forgiven all of our mess, all of our foolishness. Get out of yourself, you self-righteous spirit. I command you to be free today. You ain't all that, baby. I ain't all that, baby. I need deliverance. My God. Oh, I'm going to help somebody today. I'm going to help you today. See, sometimes you gotta, you gotta be careful what you ask God for. I told y'all early in the year, I said it on my vision board. I said, God, teach me to love my children with the love of God. Teach me to love my church like the love with the love of God. And so you gotta begin to be careful what you ask for because what happens is those things that you ask concerning that they'll challenge you on whether you're gonna love them through their challenges and through their difficult seasons. I'm not gonna get no help in here. And so then when you begin to get the scripture and it begins to talk to you and you begin to get a revelation and say, God, I asked you to help me grow in this. I asked you to help me mature in this. And so if I ask you for it, I got to be ready to go through the trial and the tribulation to get out of me what needs to be grown up. And see, some of us are not ready to endure the challenge and some of us are not ready to endure the infliction. But I believe the Bible is good when it says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord deliver them out of them all. I'm here to let somebody know there's still hope in the midst of your situation. I'm here to let somebody know that because you sown that seed in love, God's going to release and give you a harvest of love. Somebody's going to have compassion on you. Why? Because you spoke life to them when everybody else said they were going to die. You spoke encouragement to them when they were in a discouraging place. Oh, I'm here to help somebody this morning. I need you to get free. Oh, Jesus. I, 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 I have to give you scripture because I have so much because I don't want you to think what I'm saying is just from my own personal experience and what God dealt with me and how he convicted me in the word. I want you to see it in the scripture for yourself because sometimes we just glance over and we just hear it in the sermon but I want you to see it. Amen. Let's, let's look at John chapter 3. Because when we first understand how much God loves us and he planted a seed of love in us <laughs> by giving up something that was valuable and, 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 and close to him. He gave up his son for us. How many of us are going to give up our children in order to save those who you don't even know. Save those who misuse your name. Save those who, who, who do not love you like they should. Save those who, who mistreat you and, 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 and don't give you their best. Look at John 3.16. I'm in the Amplified Version. It says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son. So that whosoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish but have eternal life. This is the place that God says, I, this, this is the seed he planted. He planted love 
And notice this, when he planted love and he gave his only son, now when his son has come and he has now been the person who's redeeming us from sin, now here it is, he produces others and he produces other people to follow him and to become attached to him and to receive salvation through his son. And now God creates an entire world or those that will choose to believe to give him the same love that he planted, even the more, because we now love God because of the sacrifice he made because he did give up his only begotten son because he did save me and give me salvation and so this is what I'm grateful for so let's go on we got to move fast today I got a lot to cover I told you go next to Matthew correct Matthew will be our second one Matthew 22 let's look at verse 36 I'm still in the Amplified Version. Matthew 22, verse 36. It says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? In the law? Mm-hmm. And Jesus replied to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. The whole law and the writings of the prophets depend on these two commandments. So listen, everything is hinged around love. Everything concerning the commandments of the scripture is surrounded and it's now wrapped in love. It says you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, not with some of your heart, all your heart, with all your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, everything. And with your entire mind, it says this is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it. So in order for us to express The love of God that he said that we should have toward him. He said the second is like it. And what do we do in that one? It says you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That now how do we love him? It says in Amplified it gives you this. It says that is unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. See when you have another person's best interest at heart. And you're willing to sacrifice of yourself. That's what love does. That's what love gives out. And when you sow that type of love, I guarantee you that every seed you plant, you're going to see a harvest upon it. You're going to see your love being given back to you as you give it out, as you, as the scripture has said, that you should give it unselfishly and seek the best of the higher good for others. The whole law and the writings of the prophets depend on these two commandments. So if I get these two together. It's going to position me that I can work with everything else that comes after that. That's why if I get love right, everything else can work itself out. And so I believe that this is why God puts such an emphasis on this because he knew as his creation that we're going to have a struggle with this love thing. Because we saw it in the beginning with Cain and Abel. That we had that jealousy, we had that particular fight, and, and they, we had, murder was committed. And so we have to understand that as human beings, that this is a challenge. But if I grow, grow closer, and I grow more in, in, in fellowship with the things of God, with the word of God, this love won't be a struggle. Amen. So now, I told you, let me see what you, I know I told you to go to 1 Corinthians next, but. I might have to switch this. Go to John 15. I'm going to switch it and I'm going to do that last if the time work right. 
John 15. John 15. Let's look at verse 12. I'm still in the Amplified. I'll stay right there. It says, this is my commandment that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. Did we not just read that in Matthew? He said that this is my commandment that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another just as I have loved you. So God loves us and he seeks the best for us. And it says in verse 13, no one has greater love nor stronger commitment. Now, I need you to pay attention to that. It says no one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his life for his friends. Yeah. Notice it keeps going. It says you are my friends if you keep on doing what I command you. Amen. Now, a lot of us have put ourselves in the friend category with Jesus. But we have to ask ourselves, have I qualified and have I done what is necessary to be called his friend? Because just as we put value on friendships in the natural, in our earthly realm, that we say we don't lightly call people friend unless they have a certain status, unless they have a certain position, unless they have a certain posture in our life. And so Jesus said, he said, I can, I can call you friend if you have been keeping my commandments. And so we have to ask ourselves, have we been obedient to his commands that we can now call Jesus our friend and that Jesus can call us his friend? He said, why? You are my friends if you keep on doing what I command you I do not call you servants any longer for the servant does not know what his master is doing but I have called you my friends because I have revealed to you everything that I have heard from my father you have not chosen me but I have chosen you and I have appointed and placed and purposely planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing oh my god now notice this. Now he's ministering to his apostles and his disciples. But I want you to understand the fullness. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have appointed and placed and purposely, purposefully planted you. So God has planted us in order for us to bear fruit. So you got to begin to recognize and thank God. God, I thank you where you planted me because apparently where you planted me, that was where I needed to be so that purpose can be fulfilled. See, some of us are still complaining because he planted you here. But you got to realize until you fulfill the purpose of why you were planted, you're going to continue to keep being frustrated while you're here. If you would just accept that God did plant you here and begin to operate in what he's called you to do while you were here, then maybe when the season and the time is up for you to go to another assignment, he can release you. But but you gotta be willing to thank God. God, I thank you that you planted me here at New Covenant Worship Center. I thank you that you moved me from Chicago and you brought me to this place because God, you had a purpose and a plan and a destiny for me. There are people that you sent to me that I had a purpose in order to meet them, in order to encounter them. And when I accepted that, when I came into agreement with that, I can fulfill his assignment and you can grow to the next level. Why? Because what God gives me, I'm planning in you and you're growing and you're prospering and you're increasing and you're going to the next level. Can I just share some realness today? Now, now, now listen here. Nick and Sarah, I, listen, when I say this, I'm saying this with wisdom. And I'm saying this as an example of what happens in the body of Christ. And when you plan it in the right place and you get to your next place of your assignment, 
when Nick and Sarah got here, they were renting an apartment. And when the Holy Spirit began to release the word of God, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I began to speak to them, and I said, God's going to bless you with a house. Now, when you release that word, it becomes seed. I'm helping you. So when I released that word over their life, they grabbed hold to the word. Now, they didn't just get the word and keep doing what they were doing. They got the word and they began to become diligent concerning what it took in order to become homeowners. So now they begin to seek out the various things that were necessary in order to put them in a position to gain home ownership. And they got into position, they went looking, they did their due diligence, and they were with one realtor, and then eventually they had to change realtors because things had to shift. Because that wasn't the purpose of the person, that person wasn't destined for their particular uh, uh, thing that they needed to get to. So when they change, because they got to have an ear to hear. You got to have an ear to hear. Just because you start with somebody, I mean, you got to finish with them. So, so when they got the word, they held on to the word, believed the word, and some time that went by, and the Holy Spirit said, there was here one Sunday, one Thursday, I remind him again. I said, God's going to give you the house. Because things weren't, you know, they were just doing stuff, but it wasn't coming to fruition. Amen. And so eventually, God blessed them with the house. Because why? Sometimes you got to get under some things yeah. that will begin to speak you to your next. Yeah. Some people are comfortable with you being at the same level that you were at when you met them. And some people are comfortable with you staying at the same level as everybody else around you. I'm not going to get no help in here. I'm not knocking where they came from or what they've been exposed to previously. But sometimes there is a voice that will catapult you and that will push you to your next. And that will give you revelation and give you understanding. And sometimes we have to be in a position to be open to receive when God's trying to push us to our next. And not be so in a place where you know what, this is what it is. And I've been accustomed to this. And and this is the teaching I've been exposed to. And and I only believe what this has got me here. And and no. And then not only that, when they got their house, they got two brand new cars. See, when you sometimes when you get in another ground. And get to where God has planted you and accept that, you know what, God planted me here for this season. And he planted me here for a purpose. And if nothing else comes out of their time here, they have been blessed to now see prosperity in another level. Y'all not, I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to help you understand the revelation. And there are many people that have different testimonies, different experiences where God has brought them to another level. Why? Because they got planted in a place where the word of God was being released. And God had you here for purpose. He had you here for destiny. And there's some things that were in you that were lying dormant because it wasn't the proper place for you to be planted for that to be exposed. Because sometimes if you get to a certain place and you're planted somewhere, your gift can be exposed, but it may not be nurtured. And people will take advantage of your gift and not use you properly and you get frustrated and disappointed and then you have church hurt because they misused you and manipulated you Jesus let me go back to the scripture (laughs) in verse 16 he said you have not chosen me but I have chosen you and I have appointed and placed and purposely planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting 
so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, as my representative, he will give it to you. This is what I command you, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. Notice how he keeps repeating that. He said, this is what I command you, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. He said, this is what I desire for you to do. I want you to seek the best for one another. I don't want you to, to be in a place to, to try to render evil for evil. I want you to seek the best for one another. I want you to have that love unselfishly. Because why? I, I don't want anything to hinder my seed. I don't want anything for me to hinder what God has blessed me with. See, when, when, because Nick and Sarah came into agreement and they believed the word and they, didn't, they had love in their heart and they would begin to push through, that's why the seed was able to produce the harvest. They just had to wait and go through the process. And God led them to the proper people that was going to help them get to that particular goal. And God did it. Because why? They kept their heart and their soil right. Look, y'all, y'all doing good. It's 1110. Y'all all right? Yeah. Yeah. I, ooh, don't you say that. Yeah. They're going to be mad at you after church. <laughs> Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. We almost there, y'all. It's good, Minister Ted. You, you getting full? Come on. That's, I love that. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. Romans 5, Romans 5, I don't think I'm going to switch to this NLT, yeah, Romans 5, I'm going to switch to the New Living Translation on this one, y'all, okay. listen, Romans 5, chapter 8, NLT, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners, what? So while we were still sinners, God sent his son to die for us. That's because he knew the power that the love of Christ was going to release once he died on that cross. He knew that once we begin to experience that love, that we would be drawn to him, that we would come to him. He said, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from what God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies. Listen at that. He said our friendship with God was restored by death of his son while we were still his enemies. We, were, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. The sacrifice that Jesus made has made us friends with God. When you accept him as your savior, when you accept him as Lord and he becomes Lord over your life, he now you're put in position that I'm now back in right standing with God and God can see me as his friend. And see, I love that because friends can talk about anything. Friends can have conversations and intimate details about some darkness, some hurt, some disappointments. And so that's the type of relationship that God wants to build with us. He wants us to be able to share our heart. He wants us to be able to confess our faults and 
confess our sins and, and he's not going to judge us. He's not going to look at us cross-eyed. He's not going to begin to condemn us. But we got to be willing to open up our mouth and say, God, I ask you to forgive me, God. God, I ask you to have mercy on me. God, I know you love me. I know you've called me your friend. And God, I want my relationship to be better. I just don't want to be a fair-weather friend. I just don't want to be a friend when my hand is out and you bless me with material things. I want to be your friend when you tell me to be obedient, to go and love my neighbor as I love myself. I want to be obedient when you go and tell me to pray for my enemies that have despitefully used me. That's when I want to show the love of God. That's when I want to be your friend. Because even in the hard circumstances, I realize, God, you're my friend. And because you gave your son for me, because I, I just want you all to understand, if, I, if, I, if we operate at this level, this is going to keep our soil where everything that we plant, we can speak to that thing and we're going to expect a harvest. Because we got to have that love. We need that love. So now, I can take you. We read, we read John 15, right? Okay, let's go ahead on and go to 1 Corinthians 13. Okay, we're going to go 1 Corinthians 13. I'm going to go back to the Amplified Version. We're going to start at verse 1. Is that all right? Yeah. It says, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clangling cymbal, just an annoying distraction. And if I have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people and understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge, and if I have all sufficient faith, so that I can remove mountains, but do not have love reaching out to others, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, do, but do not have love, it does, me, it does me no good at all. Verse 4. Love endures with what? Patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful, and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. Let's stop and let's go back to verse 4. Love endures with patience and serenity. Patience is a characteristic of love because when you have a heart for love, you're going to have to be able to endure some things when things are presented to you that are not lovely or people actions are not kind. They're, they're, they're not uh, in the right shape or form of what it looks like as it should be with God. And so you're going to have to have patience to deal with that. It says love is kind. So in other words, the opposite of kind is being unkind. So if I'm unkind, I'm not showing love. It goes on and says, and it's thoughtful and it's not jealous or envious. Love cannot be jealous and envious. You have to be willing to celebrate 
and to acknowledge the things where your brother or sister has been blessed. You can't be covetous and envious of that thing because you say, man, I wish I had that. Or I, I, I don't know why God blessing them and, and, and why I can't get that. You got to understand, as I said in Thursday night Bible study, you don't know what they planted. And you don't know what they endure in order to go through to reach their harvest. And so sometimes you may be saying that looking at an individual on the outside, but you don't know if you're ready to go through the particular process of what their seed had to go through in order for them to reach their harvest. And see, that's why you have to be careful that you got to be concerned about your own garden, be concerned about your own soil, be concerned about your own grass in your yard. Just because your grass on your neighbor's side is greener, it's fluffier, it's all nice, you don't know the seed that they planted. You don't know the type of seed in their soil that they have had to endure to get their grass to that level. If you put in some energy, some time, if you put in some patience, some love, if you put in some speaking life over your soil, maybe your grass will begin to look as green as theirs. But you just can't become jealous and envious and curse their ground. Listen, because you're not going to be able to work. You can't curse what God has blessed. And so you might as well get to the point and place and just be, uh, accept the fact that, you know, I'm going to love. I'm going to go over there to my neighbor. What kind of seed did you use? Because I admire your grass. I admire the way it looks and, and, and how diligent I see you watering it. I see you tending to it. I see you pulling up the weeds. And see, sometimes you just got to get some instruction and some wisdom. How did you get there? Do you know, Have you done the necessary steps? So you only water your glass grass once every two weeks. So you're not going to get the same color and texture as your neighbor's grass because you're not investing the same amount of time. He said, it is not rude, verse 5. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. Now, now this is where I struggled at. I said, God, you, it said it does not take into account of wrongness endured. This is what Apostle Mike was talking about this morning because you'll remind yourself of how a person has wronged you and you'll hold them at that wrong and you'll say, you know what, I'm done with you. I'm not going to have anything to do with you. He said, but he brought the illustration because it hit. he said, what if God dealt with us in that capacity? Where God said, because you didn't obey or you did not follow instructions or you were rebellious. And he says, I'm done with you. I'm not going to have anything to do with you no more. Now, many of us know that when we had that particular instance in our life and we've dealt with people like that, what did you do? You stopped talking to them. You stopped being around them. You didn't have no fellowship with them. You didn't communicate with them. So can you imagine if God stopped fellowshipping with you, stopped talking to you, stopped communicating with you, stopped instructing you, stopped giving you wisdom? Can you imagine that relationship if God dealt with us the way we dealt with people and he says that we're supposed to love the Lord by God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind? And he said the second commandment is the greatest as the first. It says love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's hard. It's, 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 it's tight, but it's right. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it, it hit me. I, I'm, I'm not looking for an amen right there because I know it's just, it's, just, it's just getting down on the inside of you. And it, it's, just, it's just pricking up some stuff and, you know, and just plucking at some things because you're sitting there thinking like, my God, this thing is hitting me. But it's okay because it, it hit me and, it, and it's going to hit us and we're going to get growing and we're going to mature in this thing. It said it does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Verse 7, love bears all things regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times. Now, this is where it happens. You got to have hope all things, remain steadfast during difficult times. 
You got to be in a position where even though it does, it looks hopeless, you got to know that love gives you a position where you can have hope throughout that thing. And you can hope that God's going to bring you out. You can hope that God's going to let you get through this thing. It says remaining steadfast during difficult times endures all things without weakening. Love doesn't weaken. That's how powerful love is. Because God gave his only begotten son. He so loved the world. It doesn't weaken. I don't care what fails. His love will never fail. His love will never fail. What does it say in the next verse? Verse 8. Love never fails. It never fades or, or nor ends. So there's no end to love. It doesn't fade. So do you understand how powerful it is? Things can decay. Things can deteriorate. There are things that you have to replace in your house because they, they over time, they, they, they give out and you have to replace it. There are times that, you know, the paint begins to deteriorate and, and the house, you want to repaint. Different things happen. The windows get old and the air comes in, you got to replace it. It deteriorates. But this says love never fails. It never fades nor ends. So as long as we're here on the earth, we got to operate in love. Oh my God. As long as we're here and God has given us breath in our body, we have a responsibility to operate in the love that Christ has called for us to love, to operate in. Let me see. From Let's go. Y'all give me a look. You can give me a little more time. I got two more. I got two more scriptures. I think I got three because we didn't do John 13, did we? No, we did John 15. We didn't do John 13. Let's see what John 13. That's what I'm talking about. You better say that. Hmm. She getting it. Mm-hmm. I agree. She ain't about to keep, let her talk. Him or her, I don't know. Him, let the baby talk. Thirteen. I'm going to amplify. Verse thirty-four. It says, "I am giving you a new commandment that you love one another, just as I have loved you. So you two are to love one another." By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love and unselfish concern for one another. So how can people know that we have the love of God is that we have to love one another. We got to exemplify that. We have to show that. And it's through action. You just can't, I love my brother. No, you show action. You, you do things and you, 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 you make yourself available for certain things. And you're willing to do and go above and beyond the service to help them out. And whatever it may be, if you can't help. So now let's go to 1 John 4. And then we're going to close at Proverbs 10. And that's it. 1 John 4. 1 John 4. Let's look at 8. We'll start at seven. You correct, Pastor Nisa. We'll start at seven. See, when we when we understand fully what love is, when we plant love, that love seed, we can expect to receive the harvest because why? We've gone about the proper way of knowing what love is and how to exemplify and show love. 
This is why we're hitting all these scriptures today. And there's many, many more. I, we, we don't have time to go through all the scriptures on love and, and what we should do. But these are just some of the ones that you need to meditate on. And I think they will help us to grow in our love uh, toward people and toward the toward God. Uh, 1 John chapter 4 in the Amplified Version, starting at verse 7. Beloved, let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another. For love is from God. And everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience. Notice that. And everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience. There are personal experiences that present that God allows to happen in our life so that we can know him so that we can know his love, that his grace and his, his mercy is good toward us. And it's things that you're going to go through in your personal walk. That's going to help you to be able to know that, you know what? I'm of God. I'm born of God and God loves me. Verse eight. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God. I love that everybody. It said has not become acquainted because how are you going to be friends and you don't know each other? Because if God has called us friend and most friends in the natural, we have friends. You know something about your friend. You have communication with them on if it's not a daily basis. You may talk to them two or three times out the week. You communicate with them. You know them. You know their likes, their dislikes. You have built a relationship with a friend. So if God has called us his friend, why are we building that same relationship as we do in the natural world on the earth brand we do with friends? How much time are we spending with God? How are we communicating with him? How are we talking to him? Are we in praise and worship? Are we lifting up his name? Are we telling him thank you? Are we blessing his name? These are communication things. He said the one who does not love has not become acquainted with God. So if I'm not being acquainted with God, how am I going to know how to love? How am I going to know love and God is love? If I don't spend time with him and getting to know him and spending time in his word, I won't know how to love and know what that love of God is. In verse 8, it says, the one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him. For God is love. He is the originator of love, and it is an enduring attribute of his neighbor, of his nature. Wow. Notice, it says it's an enduring attribute because I told you that God loves us through our mess. He loves us. He loved us while we were still sinners. He loved us through our particular shortcomings, all of our wrong. Don't, I, I, I know since I've been saved, I've done some wrong. Since you've been born again, we've done some wrong. We've missed the mark. We've said some things, done some things that were not pleasing to God. And God said, I still love you. I still call you my friend. I still want to be in relationship with you. I still want to give you your best in life and give you my best for you. And he goes on in verse 9. It says, by this, the love of God was displayed in us. In that God has sent his one and only begotten son, the one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appropriation. That is the atoning sacrifice and the satisfying offering for our sins, fulfilling God's requirement for justice against sin and placating his wrath. Beloved, if God so loved us, in this incredible way, we also ought to love one another. What? So if God loved us this way, he said our responsibility is to love one another in the same manner. That's something to think about. That's something to meditate upon. Because you have to ask yourself, God, have, have, I, have I been loving people 
like you have ordained and called for us to love them? So, I mean, I think each of us can grow in this love area. I think it's some room for, for growth and maturity because it says, and the satisfying, in verse 11, it says, Beloved, if God so loved us in this incredible way, we also ought to love one another. Yes. No one has seen God at any time, but if we love one another with unselfish concern, God abides in us. And his love, the love that is in his essence, abides in us and is completed and perfected in us. By this we know, verse 13, by this we know with confident assurance that we abide in him and he in us because he has given to us his Holy Spirit. We who are we who were with him in person have seen and testified as eyewitnesses what the father that the father has sent the son to be the savior of the world. The last scripture and I got one minute and that's enough time to cover it. Proverbs 10 and 12. Proverbs 10, verse 12. I'm in the Amplified Version on this, and we're going to close it. Proverbs 10 says, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers and overwhelms all transgressions, forgiving and overlooking another's faults. Is that good? Yes. Because the opposite of love is hate. So where there's hatred, it stirs up strife. Because now hatred be begins to, to stir up things and, and, and allow people to come against one another and, and have strife where there's no unity, there's no oneness, there's no one accordness. But it says love covers and overwhelms all transgressions. Mm -hmm. Forgiving and overlooking another's faults. That's a hard thing to do. When you've been offended, because the, the Bible talks about that, to, to, to win over an offended brother is like coming over a, a, a strong tower or, or a strong wall, a, a, a fortified city. Yeah. Is that person that's been offended. And so love will come in and heal the offense. Yeah. Love will come in and restore the relationship. Amen. See, some people don't understand that. I, I love uh, my uncle was here last week, Uncle Wesley. And his wife had recently passed. And he shared with me, him and his wife been together uh, a long time. There was a, before um, 50 years or so. Over 50 years. And so he said, listen, he was talking to me back in the back. He said, don't let nobody tell you that it doesn't hurt when you lose your spouse. Mm -hmm. right. then don't, don't let nobody tell you that when you lose that spouse, that that, it, that, that, that person and that relationship and that time and those years you spent together. That it's hard to, to overcome it. But he said, because I, I loved her so much. And he said, during those last times, he would just sit back. And sometimes when she couldn't do something, he would just sit there and look at her. Because you realize that some of the things that you've taken for granted over the years, that you realize at this moment, you know, how, how insignificant they were, that you were holding on to the wrongs and you were keeping record of the wrongs. And, and you were talking about when you offended me back in 1927. And, and you know, you're talking about how you did me wrong and you didn't come in and you didn't bring me nothing for my birthday back in 1972. And, you know, uh, you missed my Christmas and you didn't get me nothing for Mother's Day. And then now when the time is coming and now the time is winding down and, and you start to look back and reflect and say, man, this woman or this man, my spouse is getting ready to leave me. I, I want to love on them and I want to 
to I just want to look at them and, and, and just and just be in their presence. She can't do nothing to me, but I'm just in the presence looking and amazing and thanking God. God, I thank you for the time we've spent. And sometimes you just got to be in the, in the position to say, God, I thank you. I thank you that, that, that somebody loved me through my nonsense and my madness. I know I wasn't perfect. I know I didn't do things at, at my best, and, but they still stuck by your side. They still were standing with you, and they still put up with your nonsense, and they stayed with you. You got to say, God, I thank you. I'm going to love you through it. I'm going to be willing to forgive and overlook another person's faults. Why? Because somebody overlooked my faults. Somebody overlooked my shortcomings and gave me another opportunity. And so we got to sometimes just say, God, I know that you're merciful and you're kind and you'll be willing to give me another chance because I, I, this love that I have, it's going to get me over this thing. The love that I have is going to help me overcome this thing. And that's the power of love. That's the power of his anointing. That's all I have for you today. We thank God for the word. That, that, thing, that thing blessed me. And I, and I had to just begin to reflect and say, you know what, God, I, I, what, what areas I, I need to grow in this love? I, I put it out there and said, God, you saw some things that challenge, so you got to be like, I got to love you through it. Because I had to think about, God, how many times I let you down? And God, you came back along, you still blessed me. You still kept taking care of my needs. You still paid my car note, my insurance, my, my house note. You still paid my light bill, my gas bill. You yeah. still kept my children safe. You yeah. still kept me from hurt, harm, and danger. You still yeah. blessed me in spite of. God, I got to tell you thank you. <laughs> I, I, I just got to tell you thank you. I, I just need, I just, God, I thank you. God, God, I thank you. Now, I don't have any other words, but thank you. I, I, I don't have to speak in tongues. I don't have to go into another language, but I can just say, thank you, God, and you hear me. I, I, it's nothing else to it. Just thank you, Jesus. God is good to us. His loving kindness toward us. So I'm, I'm thanking God today. I thank God for him keeping us, strengthening us, protecting us. And keeping our hearts so that when we sow seeds, God, you're going to bring forth the harvest. You're going to open up the door for the increase. You're going to open up the door and show us preferential treatment. You're going to give us favor. I'm telling you, let's continue to be prayerful and thankful. Some of you all in the room know or may have heard uh, that Apostle Gifford out of Bolingbrook. He passed this weekend, well, uh, Thursday night. Him and his wife both battling coronavirus. His wife is still battling, uh, but he passed on Thursday. Um, 55 years old. Powerful ministry here in Bolabrook area. Can, I, I can't imagine because now you have to realize and think about they are sheep that don't have a shepherd now. 
And now the sheep have to be in a position to ask God, God, I need who's going to shepherd us now? Who's going to cover us? Who's going to protect? Who's going to watch over us? Who, 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 who's going to be? When him and his wife are fighting, well, he's, he's going on the glory. But the wife is still fighting. And there are many, not just, but there's been a, there are a lot of uh, men and women of God that have passed on. Pastor James Lattimore, they just had his celebration of life on yesterday. Apostle Lattimore. I mean, there are many of, that have gone on within these past years, not just from Corona, but they just that's gone on the glory. But we thank God that he's kept us. Amen. That he's protected us. Amen. That we can still go about our day-to-day -day duties. Yes. And he's still providing for us. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. Karen Heath, stand up. The young lady in the black and white stripes, stand up. Sister Karen, I'm just going to pray pray for you and, and just release the word of the Lord over your life Heavenly Father I thank you Lord for Sister Karen God I thank you Lord that you're giving her strength today God that you're giving her wisdom that you're giving her guidance Father I pray that you just begin to watch over her God to protect her from hurt harm and danger that Lord you're going to fill her cup on today Father God that you're going to strengthen her that you're pouring out your spirit upon her like never before and that your Holy Spirit, God, is leading and guiding and directing her. I come up against every assignment of the enemy, God, that will try to bring forth distraction, Lord, that will come in, God, to begin to disrupt her peace. I pray that you give her wisdom as a mother, God. That you give her the compassion, the kindness, the patience, the joy of motherhood, God. That it will rest upon her spirit. And that, God, you will allow her, Lord, to nurture and care for her boys, God, and give them the life and give them the strength and give them the hope that is necessary that they will live and they will prosper and they will be strong young men in the earth. I release grace over her right now. That, God, you're opening up her heart. You're opening up her spirit, God. That everything that she has need of, Lord, you shall supply it. Everything that she has requested of you, Father, I pray that you begin to give her her heart's desires. And that, God, you will just begin to strengthen her for the journey. I pray that, Lord, that she, be not, she will not become weary and well-doing, for in due season she shall reap if she faint not on today. I call forth your peace over her mind. No tormenting spirits. No spirits of doubt. No spirits of, of worry in the name of Jesus. 
And God, you're bringing her into alignment with the plans and purpose for her life. That no weapon that's formed against her shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against her shall be condemned in the day of judgment. And God, I speak peace over her right now. I speak blessings over her home, over her marriage, over her family. I decree blessings right now. And that God, you will cover her. Cover her right now. And protect her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. And God, we love you for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Woman of God, God is getting ready to release the harvest over you for the things that you have been waiting for. It's some stuff that God has been, that's, God has not held it up, but it's been held up and God said he's getting ready to release it unto you. He wants you to believe today. He wants you to believe today. God said, believe his word. He said, believe in me, my daughter. He said, I am going to give you strength. I am going to give you rest in this season. I am going to build you up in order to overcome every challenge. God is releasing the harvest over your life. There is favor upon you in this hour, in this season. Because God said, I don't want you to give up, daughter. I don't want you to throw in the towel, daughter. I want you to keep pushing. I want you to keep going forward. He said, don't go backwards. I need you to keep going forward, to press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. He said, push my daughter, push my daughter, push my daughter. You will not give up in this season. The enemy's trying to frustrate you and trying to get you off focus. But God said, I'm building you on a strong, firm foundation and you shall not be moved. God said, you will not be moved by the power of the blood of Jesus. That you're standing on a firm foundation. And that God is going to supply and meet all of your needs. <laughs> He's going to supply all of your needs. My God, I just keep hearing, he's going to supply all of your needs. More than enough. God said, more than enough. More than enough, my daughter. More than enough, my daughter. I'm going to supply your needs. I'm supplying your needs. The windows of heaven are opening right now. Favor is flowing. Flavor is flowing. Favor is flowing over your life. And God, we still are in the blood today. I thank you that you're protecting her. You're watching over her, God. You're strengthening her. You're keeping her, Father God. And we speak life to her right now in the name of Jesus. And it is so. And it is so. Stand up, Deacon Jerry. Stand up, Terrence. Come stand with your dad, Terrence. Just grab his hand, Terrence. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Deacon Jerry. I thank you for Brother Terrence. 
I'm asking you, God, to strengthen them, Lord, as they continue, Lord, to care for his wife and care for his mom. That, Lord, you give them strength and that you give them refreshing. You give them, Lord, reviving. That, Lord, you will give them the encouragement that is necessary and needed as they encourage Sister Carolyn on a daily basis, God. I pray that, Lord, you continue to meet and supply all of their needs. I pray that you keep Deacon Jerry's body. You keep his body healthy and strong. I pray that you keep Brother Terrence's body healthy and strong. That, God, they will be a support one to another. That they will be a threefold cord, not easily broken. Deacon Jerry, Sister Carolyn, and Brother Terrence, a threefold cord that shall not easily be broken. I release grace over them right now. I release peace over them. I release strength over them in the name of Jesus, God. And that, Lord, you're protecting their home, God. You're protecting everything that's attached to them, Father God. I thank you that they will continue to prosper. They will continue to receive of the Lord. They will continue to hear your voice. They will continue to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. I speak peace over them right now in the name of Jesus. I decree the power of healing to rest upon their home. Every ailment, every sickness, God, that's trying to attach itself to Deacon Jerry's body, to Sister Carolyn's body, we ask you to remove it and bring forth complete healing and restoration by the power of the blood of Jesus. I speak life. I speak hope. I speak peace in the name of Jesus. No weapon that's formed against them shall prosper for God. Every tongue that rises up against them shall be condemned in the day of judgment and we release peace in the name of Jesus. Strengthen Terrence, God. Give him wisdom, God. Give him direction, God. Give him understanding, God. Let him be a support to his dad. Let him be a support to his mother, God. I place the blood of Jesus over them, God. From the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. And God, we thank you today. We honor you today. And it is so. And it is so. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Deacon Jerry, God said he's going to honor the sacrifices that you've made over the years. You planted so much. And God said he is going to allow you to reap the harvest of the sacrifices and the things that you've made. The time, the commitment, the, 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 the people you've sown into, the, 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 the things that you've done over the years. Even the people you were impacting when you were in the working in the jail, even working in the school. There were people that still remember you. And you had an impact on people's lives and they haven't even come back to tell you. And they may not even get a chance to come and tell you personally, but you had an impact on people's lives. And so continue to hold on and know that God is going to bless you, bless you abundantly. And he's going to strengthen you and give you your heart's desires. Keep standing for the glory of God. Amen. God bless you. You can sit down. Oh, to stand up. God's sending a fresh wind your way. God's sending a fresh wind your way, Brother Open. And God is desiring for you to go to the next level in Him. There's another level that God wants you to seek Him at. There's another level of God that He wants, he wants you to seek Him at. And when you get to that level of seeking Him at that place, and going after Him even in your prayer time, going after Him and even praying for your wife, and praying for your children, and praying over your home, God said, I'm going to elevate you, and I'm going to take you to the next. He said, but I want you to begin to have confidence to open up your mouth and then begin to pray and begin to seek God concerning the direction he wants to take you in. 
For God has favored you in this season and in this hour. And God is going to open up doors for you. He's showing you preferential treatment. He's giving you things you didn't even deserve. Because God has favored you because of your faithfulness and your obedience unto him. And God said, do not take it lightly. Don't take it for granted. He said, always remember him. Always remember the Lord thy God. Always remember his blessings. Always remember how he's kept you. How he's strengthened you. And God said, he's going to continue to pour out into you. He said, I just need you to go to the next level in your, in your relationship and that time spent with God. Find yourself picking up the word and reading the scriptures on a daily basis and watch God begin to build you up. Watch him build you up. He said, I desire for you to, glow, to draw closer to me by the power of the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Sister Michelle, stand up. Not, not Michelle, um, Manny. Michelle in the back here. I mean, not Michelle. In the, I'm calling, I'm looking at not Michelle. Sister Denise, I apologize. Sister Denise, stand up. I think it's been two weeks now. I had a dream about you, and I'll tell you about the dream after service. I didn't, I didn't catch you Thursday night. But the Holy Spirit gave me a release to just to share with you about the dream. But God is God is taking care of what you've laid at his feet. Because you've been carrying some weight that does not belong to you. God said you have to cast your cares upon him. For he cares for you. You can't carry it all on your own in your own strength by yourself. God said you have to be willing to lay it down and give it to him. And God said as you lay those burdens at his feet, as you cast your cares upon him, God said he's going to give you strength. He's going to give you the ability to have the wisdom and the strategies on what you have to do to get to your next. God said because in this season you need wisdom and you need guidance through the Holy Spirit. You need wisdom and you need guidance through the Holy Spirit. He said, I want you to cry out unto me. I want you to keep crying out unto me. God said, I need you to, I hear you crying out. I hear you crying out. That's the Holy Spirit said. Holy Spirit hears your cry toward him. And he hears your cry. He said, and as you cry unto him and you begin to ask him the things that you have need of, God said, I am going to grant them unto you. He said, but I'm preparing you. I'm preparing you for what's to come. <laughs> Glory to God. And the rest I'll share afterwards. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Alright, we're going to do these last two things and then we're going to dismiss. Um, those of y'all who are just in the building, in the building. Uh, Brother Terrence, can you get a, a basket? We're going to sow a seed real quick. If you got any cash or any seed in your hand. Whatever you feel, lad. If you got a dollar, you got two dollars, you got anything, just sow it. your seed with expectation for a harvest.
believe God for increase and overflow. Every person that's sowing, if you don't have it to sow, if you're under the sound of my voice, I'm telling you, those who've been watching, God is releasing overflow and increase. Goodness shall abound towards you in these last three months of this year. Goodness shall abound towards you. Goodness shall abound towards you. Watch what God does as you sow. Watch what God does as you sow. Run the whole shit, Karalabase. Sister April, Melvin didn't leave, did he? Okay. sow the one to sow. Father God, I thank you for the seed that was sown. Father, I pray that bless and bring increase in favor to the person that we will sow in on today, God. And we thank you for every seed that was sown and we're going to receive a harvest on it, 100 fold return. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You all can get that together, put it in the envelope for me. I just wanted to um, pray for Brother Melvin um, before we leave. So I don't, I don't forget. I need to just touch his neck in that area where he's going to therapy. Um, you want to get this, uh, grab that box for me. Those of you all who are um, who will be going out today, is this a Tawanda back there? Too? I know right here, that ain't Tawanda back there. Is it? Oh, that's just uh, that's Tanisha. <laughs> yeah, we got these masks, but I can see who nobody is. Sister Beverly, you taking. Elvis. Sister Sarah, this is yours. Sister Melissa, she wasn't feeling good today, so she's not going to be to make it with you, Sister uh, Sarah. You ain't have to get up. I'll, I'll walk around a little bit. I'll stretch my legs. Don't worry. I need to get some steps in today. Sister Laquita, you got Sister Janika. Brother Steve, you got Sister Chloe. We bless the educators today, man. Those of you all who are working the school system, we they uh, nominated, we blessing 10 teachers. This is Karen Banks and Deacon Ryan. How you pronounce her name? How you pronounce her name? Jarita, okay. I don't, I'll, be, I'll be messing up some stuff. Lord, you can take Sister Lana, her bag. That's for Sister Amanda. Miss Suzette is blessing. Tia and Anthony. Was it? Antony. Oh, it's Antony. Oh, okay. That's all right. Suzette know who it is. Glory to oh, blessed Tammy King. And the Trevinos are blessing Brianna. Amen. 
Listen, we want to thank everybody that sold toward this vision. Um, in that gift bag, some little snacks, but there's a $50 Visa gift card, a $50 Red Lobster gift card, and a $25 Speedway gas gift card just to say thank you to our educators and say we appreciate them. It's valued at $125, so thank God for everybody that sold and was able to make this event possible. We didn't raise the entire $12.50, but the church was able to meet the rest and we were still able to do what we needed to do. And I thank God that's where we pay our tithes and our offering that we can continue to do outreach and be a blessing to people. Amen? Amen. Um, uh, Mel, Brother Mel. I need you to come on real quick. I need to, I need to touch your... And we're going home. I'm so this evening. We're going home. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for Melvin God. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to heal and restore every area of his vertebrae, his spine, his neck, God, the muscles, the ligaments, the joints that are attached to those particular areas that need movement. I pray that as he goes forth in therapy for these next few weeks, Father, that you will strengthen and to begin to give him the things that are necessary in order to rebuild those areas. And that, Lord, it will not be a hindrance to him in his job, in his place of employment, that, Lord, there will not be any stiffness. There will not be any joint pain. He will rest well at night. It will not irritate him while he's driving. That, Lord, you're going to remove all of the pressure. And that, Lord, it will begin to be well completely by the power of the blood of Jesus. And it is so. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Appreciate you, man. Um, the young lady in the black and white, can you come up here real quick? Break it down just a little bit. Is this your first time visiting? Second time. Who invited you out? Nobody. Deacon Ryan, can you give her a mic? I just, I don't, I just want to know how you got here. We want to know. Go ahead, just. Good morning, saints of God. My name is Sister Zena Young. I do reside here in Joliet. I'm asking for the prayers of the saints. I did belong to Pastor Gim for ministry. Man. I am a member of there. That's why I pay my offering and tithes there. Wow. So uh, just asking for your prayers. Wow. Uh, this is my second time visit. Uh, I remember visiting you guys one time before y'all got here. Amen. And I think I came probably third time, second time here at this location. But nevertheless, all is well. All is well. Jesus. All is well. Yes. All is well. Yes. All is well. My God. Even with the ministry that has to get for left behind. All is well. Jesus. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. So before you go, 
I'm being obedient. The Holy Spirit told us to sow into your life today. So I, I don't know you. You said this is your third time visiting. And I didn't even know anybody was here from Apostle Gifford's ministry. But I said, as I said, what the Holy Spirit led me to say at the time that I said it. And all is well. And I pray that that seed, because I told you as the, as the word was released to you, God is meeting every need. He's favoring you. He's blessing you. And I just, nothing's attached to that. We sow in obedience as the Holy Spirit leads, as everybody come together and sow. So be blessed, be encouraged, and we will uplift your family, your ministry family, amen, and his wife, and that God will bring forth recovery and strength to her body, amen. So we thank God for you. God bless you. Amen. Did you want to say anything else? We good? Amen. Wow. I'm telling you, you don't never know. I, you never know what God is doing. You don't know who will be in the midst of you and how God will move. Amen. Come on, let's stand our feet. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the word that has gone forth on today. We thank you for the grace, for the mercy that's been bestowed upon us today, Father. We thank you for the anointing that rests upon our life. We thank you for the favor, the grace, the peace, the strength that you've given us, Father. And Lord, we ask that as we leave this place today, God, that you will give us traveling mercy, that you will cover us in your blood, that you will keep us safe from hurt, harm, and danger throughout the course of this week. We call forth unexpected income, promotion, increase, and favor to follow us all the days of our life. And Lord, we speak life today. We speak strength today. We speak hope, God. And we believe that love is in our soil, is upon our hearts, so that our seed will prosper and reach its mature harvest on today. And God, we thank you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. You are dismissed.